everyone. Welcome to the Castro Files today. Thank you so much for joining us. You'll see it's just me this afternoon or whenever you're watching. That's a little under the weather this afternoon. So I just took the reins. I'm going to run through a great story. It's about a chupacabra. Have you ever heard of the chupacabra? We'll get into that here in a second. But it's me and producer, editor, extraordinaire Pete behind the mic. What's up, everybody? There you go. So it's going to be the two of us talking today. Got some great. I think they're pretty fun stories. I've always liked the, the chupacabra. And then we've got a puppy over here. Pete's puppy. Come here, dog. I'll pull her up. There oh. we go. She's right here. She's joining in. This is Mickey. So she's joining in as well. There you are. Oh, see? Chupacabra. Yeah. All right. Come here. Down. <laughs> so first things first, go out, like, subscribe to the podcast if you don't mind. Appreciate it. Hit that like, subscribe, share the podcast. It helps us grow. Helps us tell the stories that we like to tell. And then as Beth always says, sharing is caring. I have to throw that in there, of course. And then, of course, go out, check out the Instagram channel, if you don't mind. It's where I post all the shows, the Castro Files, out on Instagram. And then also, go out to the Drinking Bros swag. Uh, not Drinking Bros. Where did that come from? I uh, Whatever. Let it that out, maybe. But Drinking Bros is a good place. But go out to the uh, Castro Files swag out on Minor League Studios. You can find that out there as well. It's got tumblers and all sorts of good stuff shirts and alien shirts and all sorts of stuff so it's all good it's what happens when i'm by myself and with pete who works for black rifle so it's all good anyway let's jump into the chupacabra what is el chupacabra have you ever thought about that everybody's thinking dog cat weird cryptid animal something like that i thought it was just a coyote with no hair so People have thought that, and I think that's pretty much what everybody thinks. Have you ever gone for a walk in the woods late at night? If so, we hope you kept an eye out for a monster in the shadows. This is on wondrous dot, or wonderopolis.org, El Chupacabra. You can Google this yourself, and I'll have the links in the, in the show notes. What is the El Chupacabra? El Chupacabra got its name from Spanish words, chupra, Chupar, rather, to suck and cabra, goat. The the mythical monster supposedly lives in parts of Puerto Rico and Mexico. It's also also reported in the United States. Believers in El Chupacabra say the monster acts like a vampire. They claim it drinks the blood of livestock. Moo. What does El Chupacabra look like? Well, that depends upon whom you ask. Some say it's a heavy creature about the size of a small bear others say it looks like a kangaroo which i haven't heard the kangaroo one this is the first i've heard it with long fangs though the first reported sightings of the el chupacabra were in puerto rico in 1995 in a sorry i've got some weird in various villages the creature was reportedly seen attacking livestock people said it went after goats sheep and other farm animals so let me pull up a couple of stories that we're going to talk through. So believe what you believe about El Chupacabra. First story is that the blood-sucking Chupacabra of Puerto Rico by Kristen Winaroski from American Ghost Walks. 
the chupacabra of Puerto Rico. There are plenty of tales of monsters that go bump in the night, and the chupacabra, which translates to goat sucker, as we just talked about, is no exception. Tales of, Por- tales of this Puerto Rican monster exploded in the mid-90s, but have been around for much longer. The idea of anything drinking blood gives us the creeps, but this one takes things to a step further. The creature has become legend and is likened to the South American version of Sasquatch. People out there think it exists and may try to find it, but there's no definitive evidence. There are a few stories that have guessed, though, but no one really knows for sure what caused all the trouble for farmers who have lost livestock to some nightly assailant. There's some weird things happening currently in Texas where some cows have had their jaws taking off and like there's some weird stuff happening out there currently the chupacabra is an allegedly fearsome creature similar to a vampire in that it drains the blood of its victims the idea of something preying on our pets and livestock is terrifying so it's no surprise that this legend is the stuff of nightmares let's learn more about the chupacabra livestock slaughter in the 90s The story of the Chupacabra really gained momentum in 1995 in Puerto Rico. The monsters were blamed for livestock and pets being killed, but uneaten and drained of their blood. The the idea that it was the was an animal killing for food was hard was a hard one to take since the animals weren't eaten. You can imagine what a freaky thing this was to discover. So it would make sense that. Trying to find out who the monster was and to blame it on it makes sense. The legend grew from there and is now often depicted in mainstream entertainment. Things that freak us out make for a good story. Features of the Chupacabra. If you've seen pictures, and we'll have a picture up here in a minute, it's kind of creepy. It looks like a cryptid. It's kind of like barely on two feet, maybe kind of walking with its hands down. But the features of the Chupacabra have changed over time. But all of them have been creepy. Initially, it was described as the creature that stood upright on two feet and looked like a reptilian version of a kangaroo with giant red eyes. Imagine a blood-sucking kangaroo. Come on. No wonder these people were scared. These early reports were thought to be influenced by the film Species, if you remember that one which came out in 1995 and had monsters of similar description. It could have been the power of suggestion that created these in the people's minds in the 90s. Later on, as sightings increased over the Americas and into the United States, it appeared somewhat changed. These chupacabras were similar as, or described as smaller and more canine in appearance. Instead, they walked on all four feet, but were hairless. People actually described the creatures like these Instead of just being a story, they were able to find some. Here's another picture. And it basically looks like a coyote with mange. One of the stories happened here in Bear County in South Texas. While they could find specimens that were thought to be chupacabras at this point, they were identified as dogs, coyotes, or another canine hybrid when further studied. The animals looked strange because of the mange which then caused hair loss, of course, and attacked livestock because they could not find enough food. These animals are freaky enough in themselves and offer a more plausible explanation than being a bloodsucker. 
History of the Mocha Vampire. While 1990s, while the 1990s were when the Chupacabra legend really came to life, there are incidents that date back to 1975. On March 7th of that year, a cow in Mocha's Barrio Cruz was found dead with piercing wounds on its skull and scratches. The, n- and the number of animals slaughtered grew to over 90 victims. And the legend of the Mocha vampire was born. And then there's another picture here coming up of the Mocha vampire, which is pretty interesting. At this point, the monster was thought to be a supernatural bird. Maria Acevedo witnessed a strange animal that landed on her roof in the middle of the night. It pecked at the rooftop before letting loose a mysterious and frightening scream. Others thought that a huge vampire bat ventured from the main, from the mainland to attack the cattle. One farmer said that it killed 34 of his chickens in one night on his farm. Another farmer named Luis Torres found two Puerto Rican boas six feet in length about to attack six about to attack a six hundred pound cow, when he slew them, they thought that they had solved the mystery of the attack on their livestock. But two more goats were found dead on March night, March eighteenth, rather, drained of their blood. There were puncture marks on their necks. The next night, the Mocha vampire claimed another ten goats and wounded seven more. We'll never really know whether it was a monster, a bird, canines, or canines with mange, or more snakes. What we do know is something was killing the livestock, and that in itself makes for a scary story. All right, so next story here is going off to Bear County, Texas, and San Antonio. So if you're familiar with San Antonio, South Texas, not quite down to the border, but kind of a couple miles or a couple hours away, rather. This story comes from the mysanantonio.com and is revisiting the time a Bear County man shot and killed a chupacabra lurking on his property. The year was 2004. It was a big for low-rise denims and the song Yeah by Usher and DreamWorks' second foray into ogre cinema, Shrek 2, if you guys recall that. In southern Bear County, it was also a big year for the proliferation of the legend of the chupacabra. At the time, I was an impressionable young child living in the area and vividly remember seeing an image of what is now popularly described or considered to be the Elmendorf Beast, which I'd never heard that term before. My dad placed the crispy folded newspaper onto the kitchen table to to display the section immortalizing an inky gray blue hairless creature. Looks like they caught the chupacabra, he told me. My eyes growing saucer-like at the prospect. Occasionally, I'd, I think back to that fuzzy memory and try to recollect what exactly the San Antonio Express News was reporting on. Recently, after talking shop with a local cryptozoologist about alleged pterodactyl-like birds flapping around Texas, I was reminded of the incident yet again. Sift- sifting through memories will present you with Nothing but a sea of the unknown. So I went back to rehash what exactly happened here in 2004, as was reported by the local news. Turns out there were two main incidents involving a frightful dog creature that left citizens unsure. The first was the Elmendorf Beast. In July of 2004, a farmer named Devin McNally, living in the small town of Elmendorf in in southern Bear County, encountered something strange. He looked outside to discover a startling creature lurking on his property in broad daylight. 
munching on a mulberry tree outside of his mobile home. McNally, rightfully thinking he was dealing with something that could cause some harm, which he would think, shot the unknown animal. The story of the, of the Elmendorf beast immediately stirred the southern Bear County community, which wrestled with the animal's identity. Speculation ran rampant, with some claiming it was the Chupacabra, a fabled goat, blood-sucking beast, said to have also terrorized the Mexican countryside. Wrote an Express News in an article connecting back to the incident on May 8th of 2005. Interesting side note, Beth used to work there. According to the same news article, the Bear County frenzy sucked, uh, struck, rather, struck such a chord with the people that it began selling T-shirts inspired by the local legend appearing to add a significant star in the muddied constellation of Chupacabra folklore. The piece also notes that the UFO investigator, quote unquote, dug up the carcass of the, to test the creature's DNA, later stating the results were incon inconclusive. Pollock's, the next one is Pollock's creepy creature. Several months after the Elmendorf incident, an animal strikingly similar to the Chupacabra was killed in East Texas town of Pollock. It was so much like it. It's unreal. It's just as creepy. It's just a creepy creature when you see it, says Stacy Womack in a 2004 Express News article entitled Mystery Animal in Elmendorf may have an East Texas cousin. Could creatures killed 250 miles apart be chupacabras? I don't know. The creature pictured above, which we'll show you here in a second, was killed underneath her mother's home. Previously in a veterinarian technician, Womack claims that she had never seen or encountered something so hairless with long fangs, long fangs and claws. We'll show you a picture here where there's a dog that it was basically had mange and it's emaciated. So it, everything kind of gets longer. Frightening the family's dogs, the beast allegedly scurried underneath the house in broad daylight, seemingly due to the po uh, potential threat. Her brother killed it. Everybody asked me why I didn't freeze it. But why would I put something like that in my freezer? Good, good question. Iconic. Conclusion, the intrigue behind the slain chupacabras still carries on to this day. Evidently, seeing one of these things encourages a sort of torch and pitchfork mentality. Absolutely. Like the villagers at the end of Frankenstein, right? They're all coming after him. It's the tale, it's the same tale. When something is unknown, people tend to want to do something, do away with it. Some lash out while others turn to folklore, which in many ways is empathetic. For the majority, however, it's my guess that the howling rumors were all in good fun. In May of 2005, after the dust began to settle from these two incidents, the paper circled back on the topic with opinions from, ex from animal, animal experts. The diagnosis, a couple of coyotes caught with a horrible case of sarcoptic mange. At least that's the verdict from the Lubbock professor, who at the time had 20 years of studying similar conditions under his belt. We looked at it, and of course it's, mangy it's a mangy coyote, said Danny Pence, a professor of parasitology at the Texas Tech University Health Sciences Center in Lubbock, to the George Zarosa of the Express News. Sorry if I mangled your name. There's no doubt in our minds whatsoever. Pence first learned about the Elmendorf beast from a colleague involved in a study during 
uh, study centered on coyotes surrounding the web area, web County, which was printed in 1983. Pence mentioned that the disease is a rare, but gruesome one. The legend of no legend, and legend or no legend inflicted a great deal of pain and torture on the animals suffering from it. It really is. It looks pretty terrible. He alleges that it also can cause them to behave uncharacteristically, like encroaching on private property in the middle of day. I wonder if it's ever secluded or seduced any sarcoptic mange mutts to suck the blood of goat. Probably not. In popular culture, the chupacabra myth is a fun reference in Texas music. Often you'll see names of food, drink menu, items referring to something quintessentially Texas or Mexican, regions where the story is popular. In beast form, the chupacabra is the perfect boogeyman. It's a chaotic natural force when it comes to trotting towards you, reeking of sickness, danger, and instability. Who knows? Maybe the real thing is still out there. That's where we're at with the chupacabra. Is it a dog? I don't know. Is it some cryptid that nobody's ever seen? Maybe. Or some people are witnessing outside of their houses? Maybe. Perhaps. I don't know. You may be the judge. What do you think? Final say? First of all, I think cryptids are freaking awesome. I think cryptids are cool. I think Sasquatch, Yeti, Chupacabra, that's just, just cool stories. But the, the most um, hardest to, 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 to believe thing out of all this is that in 2004, the guy had a crisp newspaper. Who's, who's reading newspapers <laughs> 2004? Yeah, 2004. Know. Newspapers were still around in 2004. They had internet. 2004, come on. Had it been created yet? I think it was. Yeah, it was 2004. Right. No, I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure, good. I'm pretty sure the they're judge. right. It's just, a, it's just a coyote. It's just a coyote with mage. I don't know. Kind of what I'm thinking. Maybe not. I don't know. There's other, there's other cryptids out there. All right, with that, thank you so much for tuning in today. We appreciate it. Beth's missing from this episode, but we'll get her back next time. Thank you so much, Pete, for tuning in and helping me out with this episode. If you would like, go out and like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. I appreciate it. It'd be awesome. And then I'll share some pictures out on the Instagram. Of course, you can find us out on all the audio, wherever you like to listen to podcasts. So with that, cheers. Catch you next time.